This is from the Kutte Sichis, Chelek Yud Beis, Volume 12, Parshas Vayikra, Sicha number one. The Torah begins the subject of the Karbanot, of the sacrifices, with a discussion about voluntary sacrifices, about a Karban that a person would bring of his own volition as opposed to a carbon that a person was obligated to bring as an atonement for a sin. And a person might find it very curious that the very, at the very beginning of discussing the carbonot, the Torah skips over all of the obligatory carbonot and skips straight to the voluntary carbonot. And wouldn't it seem to be more sensible to first cover the obligations and then move on to the uh, voluntary donations, voluntary korbanot. And yet Rashi makes it abundantly clear that this is talking only about the voluntary korbanot, the voluntary offerings that the Torah here at the beginning of Vayikra is talking about korbanot that come as a result of a person's personal desire to get closer to God and to bring a carbon to God. And why is that? And uh, the truth is that from this Rashi, and from the fact that the Torah begins by talking only about voluntary karbanot, we learn a tremendous compliment about the Jewish people then, and also about the Jewish people now. That the Jewish people then had just come from finishing the Mishkan. They had just completed the building of the tabernacle, the holy house for God, where God's presence rested among all of them. And it was a tremendous spiritual high, and it was a great spiritual sense of satisfaction that each and every Jew had when the Mishkan uh, was completed. Especially knowing that the Mishkan was the central atonement for the golden calf, for the sin of the golden calf, where the Jews did something so offensive to God, the atonement was to invite God back into their lives by building him literally a home, a mishkan, where he could rest between them. So now that the mishkan was built, and now that God's presence was back among them, the Torah sees no reason to address the procedure of what happens when a person needs atonement, because what Jew would need atonement? What Jew would do something that requires atonement at such a moment of spiritual greatness and spiritual satisfaction and celebration? It's inconceivable that a person wouldn't require atonement at this time when everything is so positive and everything is so full of good energy. So therefore, the Torah instead skips straight to the, to the subsection of Korbanot, which talks about a Jewish person's personal initiative, personal desire to bring a Korban on his, from, him, from his or her own volition. And uh, this is the compliment, not only to the Jews back then, that the Torah believed that there wouldn't be any possibility of anybody doing something wrong amidst this great celebration, 
And this is also this can also be applied to us today, that the Torah thinks of us and God thinks of us in such positive terms and, and in such favorable ways. And he thinks so highly of us. And this very fact that we know, the awareness that God thinks so highly of us and he thinks so highly of our noble intentions, etc., that actually empowers us. It makes us feel good and it gives us the ability to rise and live up to God's expectations of us and to God's estimation of us and to truly be the kind of a person that it's inconceivable that we would do something, God forbid, that requires atonement. Rather, we put all of our energies and all of our focus on trying to get closer to God all the time of our 